0: Hello, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. From time to time, I forget what um... real drive is behind this podcast. It is not a poll for popul- popularity, popularity, popular. Popularity contest. <laughs> I had to think about that. Yeah, it would be interesting for sure, and of course, I would get an ego boost if uh, more people were listening to it. It would boost my self-importance, self-confidence, and the belief that i somehow have something special to stay to stay to say and that i am a special person therefore reinforcing my somewhat still uh, alive Walt disney fairy tale that is not my uh, Main platform, obviously. But it's still alive. I'm not sure I would say alive and well, but it's still alive. I'm slowing down. I remember doing the number seven, which is in the microbiotic community. It's 10 days of just eating brown rice and drinking Kukicha, which is a twig tea. Very uh, alkaline. And I did it in June of uh, 2013. A couple of months. Yeah, a couple of months after arriving at the Cushy Institute in Beckett, Massachusetts. And... uh, Well, I don't don't advise anybody to do anything, but, you know, and everybody does what they do. But it was interesting. One, you obviously eat less after a while. Though I like rice. If that's all you're eating. After a while, it gets old. Even um, amasake which is rice and koji, which is a bacteria that ferment the rice and eventually you can get sake out of it. But it's a very sweet, uh, amazingly sweet rice dish. But the one thing that was interesting was how everything slowed down. People were talking the same. Everything was happening the same, but my uh, my response time, um, the pace at which the information got in, had stretched. I had more time to be with what was said to me, and I had more time to reflect on how I wanted to respond to that. Something very timely for me, as I often get caught up in my drama, or, you know, take things personally, I, the cashier at Dia, where I go grocery shopping, one of them. The ladies are more friendly, but there is this guy who possibly Something going on mentally with him because he was behaving very weirdly with O'Reilly, staring at her or at her ass. And anyway, made, made her feel very uncomfortable. But it uh, doesn't quite follow the regular social norms. And I caught myself. reacting to that taking myself seriously obviously taking it personally what he was saying to me you know that he was judging me and that you know then I need to do something I need to protect myself or I need to do something about it and after two or three exchanges Realise the silliness of it all, regardless whether or not his particular particular interaction with me was directly directly directed to me is relevant. if there is no threat, no imminent threat in his interaction with me. Then, what am I sweating the small stuff? How silly and how humbling to realize that the higher you prop yourself to be, the harder the inevitable crash will be. And you will crush my friend you're wasting an investment here by trying to prop up an ego which does not contribute to happiness to sustainable and sustain happiness and those moments those people can help you dim that light cut the umbilical umbilical cord yeah starve that part of yourself that does not serve you help you nowhere near as much as you think it does hmm. it is amazing you know that sometime i can extrapolate or i can go down the rabbit hole of some quite abstract complex thought pattern ideas introspection whatever you want to call it or even sometime following somebody's lecture and realizing that yeah i can follow the guy and somehow going from there to this false sense of identity To experience gratitude or or some sort of I don't know meaning meaningful pleasure, does that make any sense with that boosting the part of you which has not only nothing to do with that but which will undermine it at every chance it gets because makes no, make no mistakes about it. we are the obstacle. We are the dark corner in our soul. We are that weakest thing in us, as well as the greatest thing in us. And I guess the Buddhist would say, the truth is neither here nor there. If you keep feeding yourself, with a little bit of grandeur and a little bit of shame and humidity, it will go a long way. It is inevitable that we are completely intertwined. Interdependent, interconnected with our mind. But sometimes we do that at the expense of other things. And of course, I'm speaking for me here. I want to mention the word intuition, feelings, the heart. And I don't even know where or what category to put them in. Just that the growing belief that they are not only relevant, meaningful, and important in my life. But that I have neglected them or neglected it, whatever, for the ability to reason, to input logic into my life with a somehow, somewhat erroneous belief that it would lead me to greener pastures. That happiness was a future, and after so many failed attempts to confirm into a matrix where I could not. Just in case you wondered, I'm I'm having some uh, aceitunas estilo casero, alineadas, muy buenas, muy ricas, riquísimas. So much in my ability to think, and at the end of the day, that all of that led nowhere, that I was using my mind erroneously. Oops, I brain farted. four forty 40-something years. And I still am, you know? Though, nowhere in the same ballpark, but I still am. I'm not sure. I don't think I will be repeating the same mistake. I think I'm more and more becoming aware when I'm inflating the part of me which serves me the less, the least. Hmm. As I look out the window on a mostly sunny day, the sun beaming on those brick houses in the distance, some trees. Most deciduous, meaning the leaves are gone, but some evergreen. People came yesterday, so I'm working on a on a strawberry house. And I'm still in my my week of silence. And we'll see what happened, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more. Uh, I think I will. Uh, next year, I'll go back to it. I am finding the muted exchange way more significant, way more productive than the worded ones. trying to fit where you don't because of the belief that if you do your life will be better and therefore you can justify praying praying <laughs> paying the steep bit of price that is required to fit where you don't and to try to hold that breath in that anaerobic environment for as long as you can until inevitably you have to come back up for air and however many times you need to do that to realize this is not my environment this is not natural I don't fit here How much misery will it take for you to get to a place of understanding or a willingness to entertain the possibility that there could be something way better for you? I remember some of my quiet... um, Time in uh, Andalusia. Once. <laughs> I kind of learned from my mistake on this one. I just woke up that morning and I was like, I don't want to say anything. And I don't have to say anything, you know. So I didn't warn people that I was going to be quiet. And of course it was quite a shock. And justifiably so. <laughs> so I <laughs> learned the lesson. And then... Uh, Did more of it. I'm not feeling sad. You know, yesterday I was in the kitchen preparing. Making my little puddings and then uh, preparing the veggie for this morning lentil that I made. Quite a few. It's going to be about, what, 10, 11 jars. And we're not talking about uh, We're talking about the, rig- the big one, like where you have the lentils and so, so that's going to be at least four days. At least four days. Then today's Thursday. Yeah, it'll take me to Monday. So I was in that kitchen, you know, chopping the produce. And people were next room over they were aware. Uh Edu, I, I kindly I kindly forewarned them of what I was doing. And so, you know, it was pretty smooth. That kind of a crowd, you know, was like, okay, he's in silence, that's cool. And uh just, I mean, it's nothing new really, but just kind of a the awareness of this was way, it made way more sense for me to not add to that pool of words that were just being swished back and forth in the next room. And there was nothing wrong or out of the ordinary, you know. It made complete sense. They were talking, you know, about what they'd been doing, what they were going to do, what was going on with the strawberry house, which, very pragmatic, made a lot of sense. But for whatever reason, and I still don't understand that element, why are there things... that I couldn't care less for and trying to stay in that conversation drained the shit out of me I don't know what that's about but the the quality of the experience is rather clear Actually, if you can hear them scraping, there's some kind of a. I guess they use like sand and mud, I don't know what else, and they're just cleaning up the place. So there's at least two or three of them working on the house. So this house has been the labor of a lot of people, and it's been going on four years in the making. But anyhow. yeah, I'm still. It still eludes me. whatever this thing is like with Edu's mother it's like she just drained the shit out of me I find her so boring so cliche and you know there's nothing wrong with her i mean she's sweet you know she cares about people you know she makes those efforts but to me to to interact with her is just like it's painful the price of maintaining the connection is not worth what's coming out on the other end on the exchange and so it's hard And so is I mean what I do is different, but same similar. You know, in terms of if there's something to be said, great. But beyond that, that person is not interesting to me. And what it is that makes some people interesting and not, and others not that I still don't know. That's the interesting thing. Why. Am I attracted toward that person? Why am I interested in that person? And. Why don't I give a fuck about the next one over? I have still not come home. To that hen house. And still. I have not been able to bring light there. Wherever that decision making process is about who's valuable, important interesting and who is not I don't know how I make those decisions but they felt in the gut and once it's felt in the gut there's nothing the mind can say so I don't even know where the decision is made is it made in my mind in my gut, whatever that means, in my body, or... I don't know. I don't know. But, like I said, there's no rush. I don't need to have everything solved. So... I'll keep shuffling in that dark room, and maybe from time to time I'll get lucky and stumble upon something of interest. And which will turn out to be of value. Uh, I'll be down for that. And uh, yeah, I'll just, at my own pace, I'll just keep moving forward. However long I have left in this life, I don't know. It is, you know, it is uh, the camino in which I am. As of late, is it's rather smooth, rather sweet, gentle, patient, tolerant, accepting. We shall see. Anywho, my friends, a little more of my free rambling. I was trying to play that song from uh, Ed Sheeran, Make It Rain kind of a nice little bluesy song uh, very simple actually E minor, E minor, B7 E minor and then it's repeated anyway but I think, I think I'll think i be able to uh, make my little version out of it anyhow alright uh, I'm going to be eating a little bit of sauerkraut and uh, we'll see where we go from here we'll talk soon Om Aum Vajra Guru Padmasiri Om Aum Vajra Guru Padmasiri